0: hello and welcome to we're totally not okay but that's okay a podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health I'm Kaylee Legrand.
1: I'm Tanya Bevan.
0: And we are fortunate to have a guest on today's episode who is all the way from San Diego joining us on the phone. We had an incredible conversation Mm -hmm. with him and it was, I, I feel like it was kind of like a fateful moment that brought us together. He's starting his own podcast. I think that's how we connected. We just connected over social media and we're not going to talk too much leading into this. Just want to highlight a couple of things that we loved in the conversation that you are going to hear him talk about.
1: Well, yes, not only the podcast, he is a fitness, um, and fitness coach, I guess you can say, but we talked a lot about how sleep is very beneficial in our lives and how Kaylee lacks a lot of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we do. His name, by the way, is Luke Dupron. He's going to be introducing himself very shortly. But the second thing I'll mention is that Luke has also self-disclaimed himself as a coffee drinker now in an actual relationship with coffee, which spoke so closely to my heart. Because I, I'm sure if you've listened to this before, you may know that I'm into coffee a little bit. <laughs>
1: Uh, We talked about a lot of great things, but something that is huge in mental health and with us is a gross versus fixed mindset that we chatted a lot about as well.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's a huge part of the fitness industry coming back to not necessarily starting from a place of that aesthetic or how you want your body to look, but coming back to the mindset, that gross versus fixed mindset and how big of an impact that can have on everything that is manifested in your world. Just starting with your mindset, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's not just fitness, health, acting, as he even ch- chatted about how it's gross and that he actually wants to do more of it
0: because it scares him. Yeah.
1: But I think that I think that was really cool.
0: Finding challenges that make you think, oh, this is something that's uncomfortable or this is gross. And <laughs> the first time that I heard him say it, was like, Oh, oh! It does to me. I thought you were saying like this is just a gross feeling, um, but because he had already mentioned what what he was talking about—that gross versus fixed mindset—it was just that much more enjoy- enjoyable for me to hear uh, uh, the way that he looks at like diving into stand-up. Because mm-hmm. when he said that that was gross, I'm like, yeah, it really is. It's gross. It's just gross. It's it's a very scary world. But that's what you push yeah. yourself into. It's gross. So I'm gonna do it. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love gross things.
1: Well, I guess uh, we'll just. Roll on into the uh, conversation.
0: Here we go.
2: My name is Luke DePron. I'm an online health and fitness coach based out of San Diego, California, as well as the host of the Live Great Lifestyle podcast. And uh, my mission and what I'm doing is basically I help entrepreneurs and high performers level up their lives through the power of health and fitness. And uh my focus is really helping people create a lifestyle version of fitness, something that they can sustain when they're busy, when they're stressed. And uh, yeah, so and fitness coach a um, long time in this industry and really passionate about the impact that it can have on kind of the whole of our lifestyle. So yeah, that's me.
0: Very cool. And before we started hopping into the interview, um, you mentioned that you felt like an outsider in the fitness industry but you've been a part of it for so long uh especially according to some of the material that's online can you can you tell us why you feel like an outsider
2: yeah so when i look at the health and fitness industry and like what people come across when they go online whether it's instagrams the facebook's youtube it's this all-encompassing taking over your life um approach to fitness and for me, I'm someone who I have this big belief that exercise should support and highlight your life. So like you guys, as obviously as actresses, it's like, you don't need to spend all day in the gym. It should be something that supports those endeavors that you really care about. Whereas when you look online and the majority of people you're going to come across, if you were say somebody who just wants to lose some weight or somebody who wants to you know feel better, you're going to be pretty overwhelmed with the idea of what it takes. And it's because you're looking at like bodybuilders and fitness competitors And that doesn't have to be the approach you got to take if you want to have really the awesome benefits of, you know, exercise, eating healthy, and and all of those things. So, yeah, I've never felt like I uh, fit in in the sense that I have no desire to do, like, a fitness competition on stage. Like, that doesn't interest me, but that's the average introduction when somebody's like, hey, I need to get in shape. And then all of a sudden you're reading from fitness models. Kind of weird.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm assuming that you have a lot of clients that kind of span across an entire spectrum. They're not necessarily part of one industry in particular. Yes, we know a lot of people in our industry who, um, in many senses of the world, were they get kind of obsessive about that routine and also obsessive about the, the aesthetic of it, the way that it does make them look. And it sounds like you come from a place of starting with how it makes you feel. But do you see many common threads across in different industries, like if you're training somebody who is part of the entertainment industry, as opposed to somebody who's a lawyer or a journalist.
2: Yeah. You know, and I do think most people step into the health and fitness space oftentimes with a physique goal. So again, if, you know, someone reaches out to me for coaching, oftentimes that first conversation does start with like they want to lose weight or they want to build muscle or like, there is that aesthetic driver that i think starts people again obviously you know in hollywood um and, and and as actors and actresses you're going to have this you know need to fulfill the visual look of a certain role and mm-hmm. so that could be a driving force but once people start to get involved with it it's how they feel that takes them through the process because reality is it's you know it takes some work not really that hard but it does take some work and if at the end of the day the only thing driving someone is hey I just want to look better they won't see it through if mm-hmm. they all of a sudden dive into hey I feel better I'm performing better whether it's you know as you said a lawyer like you have more energy to go deal with clients or as an actor to where you just you know a long day on set and you got the energy and the tenacity for it that's going to make you stick out the process versus when you're just focused on the aesthetic you won't
0: Mm -hmm. And is that something that you, a mindset that you've always walked into bodybuilding with or with your healthy lifestyle, or is that something that you developed over time? How did you start off when you got into the fitness industry?
2: Um, Yeah, you know, I probably did develop, I probably went through that transition myself, which is funny because as a, as a young kid, I, you know, I came through this as, um, through athletics in college, and then going to school for kinesiology, and you know, was the really skinny kid that wanted to get muscular and mm-hmm. put a lot of work into trying to get muscular, which never really happened. I'm still not a. No one's gonna confuse me for a big guy, but again, that was a kind of a lead domino that got me focused on a, a few of the initial habits of say, like resistance training. But then with that came the the need to prioritize what you eat, which then became the prioritize. Hey, we need to focus on our sleep and all these other lifestyle habits. And then at the end of the day, you know, once you're no longer in your twenties or you don't really care, you're not as, as focused that, uh, of, of maybe that aesthetic goal. So yeah, I even kind of went through that transition and now the focus is definitely more, um, again, a lot of entrepreneurial guys that I work with where it's like, Hey, they want to like show up or like, if you're a parent, like showing up to the best of your ability with the most energy. And like, yes, we all want to look good, but, it won't be the, it won't be the final parent that like drags you through the process.
0: Right. It's funny. As soon as you said the word sleep, Tanya eyed me. That's, that's a huge one for me that I am constantly trying to learn. <laughs> what would you say for somebody who drinks a lot of coffee and really lo- like, I mean, has a relationship with coffee and not, <laughs> doesn't even have a bed. Like I don't have a bed, but I have three different coffee makers.
2: You don't have a, you don't have a bed. Is that you said?
0: I, I, right now I don't have a bed. It's a long story. I just moved into a new studio space and I'm just just—I'm just going to put it out there. This is an anti-commercial for Wayfair. I've had a treacherous time just trying to deal with them getting a bed sent from them. Um, so oh, it's been wow. a month and a half and it's been transient. So that has not helped me with my sleep routine, but sleep was already something that I was very aware of for myself. It was it was a goal to get better with my sleep routine because I know the theories and the science about how much it impacts your life, but I still have not implemented that into into action. Well, <laughs> yeah. so
2: here, <laughs> Here's a few thoughts for you because, yeah, it is a, it's a super important one. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, if, if you're somebody who is, you know, if you're exercising and you're putting in the time to do that or, again, in your craft as an actor, like, you're taking the time to like try to learn all these lines. Like you're doing all this like work, set yourself up to be able to take advantage of all that work by being obviously well rested. So easy one for you is go get that air mattress at Target (laughs) and let's get a bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but here are a few things And I actually am someone who my whole childhood through college actually struggled with sleep a lot. I thought it was normal to lay down and Lay there for over well over an hour. I thought that was just normal, and I realized other people don't do that. So, here's some Mm. things that I've found to be very helpful. Um, I'm not a doctor, so the first one comes with a big asterisk, but it's been personally helpful, which was using uh, valerian and melatonin. Um, Now, I have heard that is going to be you're just that may just be um, the uh, oh gosh, help me out here the um, placebo effect, but. For me, it's odd that there's nights that I'm extremely tired and I don't take a low dosage of that, and then I do have trouble sleeping versus when I do take it. So that's been helpful for myself. Again, not a doctor, not making a prescription there. Mm -hmm. And then three things is get the cell phone out of the bedroom. And that's a hard one, I think, Mm -hmm. for people because sitting there with that blue light, scrolling through Facebook, checking those final emails. And just getting, like, I have an old iPhone that I use as an alarm because the iPhone uh, is super easy to to set different alarms, but it's Mm -hmm. on grayscale, and it doesn't have Wi-Fi connected. It's on airplane mode, and that's going to be the alarm in the bedroom, and the other phone stays out. Blackout curtains, if you have light in the room, deal with that. And then here's the hardest one, is getting rid of that uh, blue light emission as Late or as early as possible. So, oh, good. I thought you were going to say, get him in the coffee. Well, I
0: actually,
1: I say, um, oh, go
2: ahead. I was going to say, the funny that you said it about the coffee, because I just started drinking coffee last year at like 33 years old. Like, who does this? Well, <laughs> oh, my God. Why did you me I'm basically a drug addict? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Welcome. I'm having that same conversation that you're having with yourself, where I'm like, I'm having a relationship with this coffee, and this is a problem. I need to do something about it. So, <laughs>
0: No, I no, it's a great relationship. It, does, it makes you feel great, right? I mean, sure, there's a crash yeah. afterwards. I'm sure it disrupts your sleep patterns. But, oh my God, there's so many varieties. You can be picky. I've become a snob about it. And there are great coffee shops in the new neighborhood that I just moved into. I'm happy that you just started drinking coffee. So congratulations. Oh, God.
2: No, I hate, I hate that. <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny. I've always joked that I'm like, I don't want to have any, I don't like the idea of anything having control over me, the need to do something. And uh, I realized I had a problem when I ordered like a 16 ounce coffee and I was three like blocks away from the coffee shop and realized I got like 14 ounces and I literally was like upset. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm upset over like two ounces of bean water. This is absurd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow, I so, so, <laughs>
2: Yeah. True. But true, true uh, advice on the coffee thing, I think is this, um, this is something I've shared with most of my clients. If only reason you're getting through the day is because of coffee. Then you need to address that because you're obviously mm. using coffee as a crutch to deal with the fact that you aren't sleeping. Mm. Now, if you're getting good quality sleep and you want to use coffee as a cognitive enhancer, uh, as a creative who sits down and writes, that's probably a useful tool. But you need to have that honest uh, discussion with yourself. If the only reason you're getting through the day is because you're taking down, you know, four lattes or four espressos, then you got to kind of reestablish uh, where that fits. I think.
0: And you mean like four lattes to start the day, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just me. Earlier
2: today, (laughs) preaching from the choir here, but uh, (laughs) yes, it's. It's funny, man. I, I never had it until I was older, and I'm thinking, what did I do? Why did I start this problem?
0: <laughs> because you can now. You've spent enough years in a healthy body without that stunting your growth or shriveling up your, I don't even know, your kidneys? Is it probably everything, your epidermis? Uh, so you can afford that. You can now have a healthy addiction, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I do enjoy it. It's funny. I I never. never. I never, uh, never would have thought. Here I am.
0: What were you gonna say
1: earlier, Tanya? Oh, with the the blue blue light, I actually um, after the sun goes down, I have blue blocker glasses that I use, which has changed my sleep impeccably. Like it's probably the best purchase I've ever bought in my life. Were these blue blocker reading glasses? So you might Heck have some yeah, yeah they're, yeah, they're
0: fantastic. Yeah, and
1: that's the kind of stuff. Honestly, like people won't
2: oftentimes do because you feel silly. Like, am I really gonna get these glasses? But you got to understand, like, man, if you want to be, like, healthy and fit in today's age, you have to be so, uh, you know, uh, like, defensive. You have to put up the defense because the reality is there's so many things trying to pull you down that it's like you got to kind of be the weird person, right? Like, throwing on blue blocker glasses so you can, you know, crank out your screenplay or whatever it is that you're doing and still be able to sleep. But many people are going to be like, oh, no, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. When it's like that's what you got to do, do the weird stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, and like you were mentioning, like no phone in the bedroom, blackout curtains. I mean, I do all of that and it has really helped my sleep a lot. And with the coffee thing, I drink a lot of coffee as well, but I've made a rule that I don't drink it after 1 PM anymore. And that's also helped. So
2: totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. Setting,
2: setting rules you know, I call them hard lines with clients, like setting and defining what those hard lines are going to be for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, You know, you lace that into the identity a little bit and all of a sudden it becomes kind of easy because you're just somebody who, I don't have coffee after 1 p.m. And now it's no longer decision-making. It's just driven by identity and hard lines. And now habits are formed and it's kind of easy. So yeah, that's an awesome tactic.
0: Do you deal a lot with habit forming? Do you have conversations about habit forming with your clients?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of everything. The reality is, let's face it, if everybody just needed a like workout plan and a nutrition guide, we'd all be, uh, healthy, fit, lean, and we wouldn't have all of the kind of epidemic of obesity and all the other stuff that's happening. So mm-hmm. habit forming to me is huge, but the bigger issue is, um, you know, forming out those, uh, and crafting an identity that supports those habits. So, um, again, how do you think and talk about yourself? Like you guys are both mm-hmm. working actors and you think of yourself as such, I'm sure you even talk about yourselves in that light. And if you're somebody who's, you know, trying to create new habits, but you're doing it from the space of this old identity, then you're really going to struggle. So it does start with, you know, we have to have good habits, but habits start with identity and uh, that you can craft actively and kind of build out who it is that you're trying to be. Right. Are you trying to be somebody who gets up early versus sleeping in? Like that's identity driven versus habit driven
0: it sounds like a huge topic. I mean, it is, in a sense, identity and identity building. How do you break that down to make it simple for your clients? Do you have specific tasks that you give them or tools that you already have in your tool belt that you can whip out?
2: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing we want to do is we want to kind of come up with a deep driver because there are going to be some obstacles along the way. Um, So this comes just with what I'm going to call the big why. Right? Like We all need this this reason for whatever it is that we're doing, and it needs to be something that's again greater than probably just hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. So you start to lace as many or layer as many things into that as possible. Whether it's like hey, this is going to help out my acting career, this is going to you know impact my finances, this is going to impact my um, parenting, and you start layering all of these reasons to come up with our big why. So now we have some kind of deep rooted motivator for you know taking on this obstacle of creating this new version of ourselves or stepping into these habits and then it's really auditing where we're at and a lot of people you know a lot of what I do is is provide accountability and it's amazing when I get on coaching calls because I hear it as the coach but the and the the client oftentimes doesn't and it's through that language and it's like man the self-defeating negative talk that can come out and uh, we have to shift our awareness of how we think about ourselves Um, are we somebody who like I'm lazy or like I'm yeah, I'm a, I'm a fat person who's lazy. And it's like, well, that ain't going to get you there. Right. Mm-hmm. A fat yeah. lazy person doesn't eat healthy or work out. So mm-hmm. auditing where you're at, you can do that through journaling. And honestly, a lot of it is just getting um, kind of in tune and just getting present, you know, and understanding when you're having a conversation to do a little bit of self auditing and think about those external, you know, voices that you're using, but also the internal. Like, what are you thinking and what are you saying about yourself? Because we address, we, we talk about ourselves more than we realize, but it's to someone, you know, in our head, again, I'm, as I'm describing myself as a, you know, a coffee addict now, and it's like, well, <laughs> a if I really want to break that habit and I want to quit drinking coffee, I better first shift this idea that I'm a coffee addict, because what does a coffee mm-hmm. addict do? They drink coffee, Right. right. Yeah. And so getting aware of those things that you're saying to yourself, both out loud and internal, that's like step one. And then you can start to shift into, Okay, what are the things I want to think and say and actually be like tactical and crafting out like who do you want to be? Which is kinda of cool. Mm-hmm.
0: That is really cool, and it sounds like you're shifting who you want to be right now because you're getting into the entertainment industry as well. Um, not only through your podcast, but you've started taking on some roles acting wise. Mm-hmm. Now, does that is that something that came organically to you that kind of stemmed out of your why, what you shaped for yourself? How did you get into that?
2: So for me, you know, this kind of started in a funny way of. Um, I had originally put up some photos because I needed just some fitness photos for um a website years ago. And so I was just looking to do some um trade for pictures and a lady reached out for me to me that they needed somebody for security guards for this short film. Long story short, I would get an IMDB credit for it. And I thought, well that's like kind of funny and that would be like fun like a fun little conversational piece that it's like, all right, I'll do that for one day and uh you know i got this IMDB credit i thought it was kind of funny and then as i was on that set and i'm watching it i'm thinking like i feel like i could do some of this so i am someone who comes from the idea like if this makes me uncomfortable i should probably do it and you know stepping out of our comfort zone taking on new challenges i didn't grow up doing theater this was to me a very big what i would say is kind of personal development push which was to go to an acting class and uh through that process of going into an acting class and being absolutely so nervous, sweating, profusely terrified. Uh, I stumbled into something that I do enjoy that I find to be extremely challenging for me. Again, coming back to that identity as somebody who would self prescribe as I struggle to memorize lines has had to rework some of those conversations myself and create a new identity of somebody who can memorize lines, who can get on set and, uh, you know, show up professionally. So yeah, it kind of started as a growth, uh, it's just a growth mindset, comfort zone push, but now it's turned into something that it's, it's a fun challenge and kind of something I'm definitely pursuing.
0: That's super exciting. Have you started to hit those points where, um, especially because we work in such a narrative form, you're not only meeting other people who you can recognize that they have maybe negative self-talk or they have narratives that, um, might influence your energy, but you're going in for auditions and maybe hearing no's. And we hear a lot of no's in our industry. How, how do you keep that protection for your own confidence? How do you keep your own confidence up? Have you hit that, that point yet or where you need to start considering how to actually shape your brand as an actor?
2: So for me, I think I have a fairly, um, healthy, outlook in the sense of I come from a growth mindset versus a fixed. And one of those key pieces of a growth mindset is basically how you're going to deal with obstacles and failure. And so failure is just an opportunity to get feedback to improve. So no, rather than getting attached to that outcome, it's just looking for like, what can I do better? And in fact, I have a journal after every audition or whether it be a self tape or, um, anything. I'm in a journal in that. It's literally in my car and I can write down like, Hey, what like went well? What did I do? like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And it's not beating myself up. It's just looking for an opportunity to improve. And I think in that industry, Oh my gosh, you better have some seriously thick skin because you're going to get no, 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 no. I mean, millions of no's before maybe you get a yes. And a lot of it's out of your control, right? Like you guys know you could go in and absolutely smash it, but, They're just looking for somebody who's visually different than you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you got to, I think, have a very thick skin. But if you come in with a growth versus fixed mindset, I think that will set people up in that industry for success because it is definitely going to be an uphill battle.
0: Have you had any moments yet where you've really wanted a role and not gotten it? Um,
2: No, you know, I'm new enough in where I'm still doing, you know, mostly shorts, shorts. Again, I'm in San Diego, so I'm not up in that L.A. market where it's super competitive um, to where you have the opportunity to be going out more on bigger projects. So fortunately, I haven't had something that I'm extremely emotionally invested in yet. Um, And I'm sure that's a tough pill to swallow for any actor who thinks they have, like, oh, man, this would be great. I'd really like to do that. But again, I think if you look at it as just what can you learn from that, then you're at least going to be in the arena – the next time from a mental standpoint
0: to maybe get it again.
2: And, uh, yeah, it's, I have been around some people who I, I see the challenge they're going to have in that industry because they aren't going to have the mental fortitude for the nose. (laughs) Right.
0: So do you feel like you're set up for that part? If you're if you're ready to move to LA right now, you feel like you'd be set mentally to be able to tackle that forefront.
2: Um, In the sense of understanding there's going to be a ton of rejection, yes. Um, yeah, that you're just going to go up. And, and this is, again, uh, how I kind of got into it. Um, something like I would, I would like to do some uh, – I want to try stand-up, not because I think I'm funny, but because I think I'm going to go get my teeth um, or my emotional teeth just kicked in. And I'm somebody who thinks there's value in going and doing difficult things. And, again, whether it's fitness. Um, if that's a challenge for you, you know, like you've always struggled with, you know, being overweight, it's like, man, take it on. And like, this is a challenge I'm going to solve. And that's how I stepped into doing some of the acting stuff is looking at it as like, man, I'm this is hard. I want to figure this out. Like I'm not good at it and uh, trying to, to figure it out. Um, so having that, I think that headspace is going to make that rejection far easier to deal with. Um, but what's funny with acting too is uh I would actually describe acting as like almost anti-personal development. Um, And and it's (laughs) like a a dangerous thing to deal with, but you're essentially, I feel as an actor trying, at least in the classes that I've been in, it's like the whole goal is to be affected, right? Emotionally. Mm -hmm. And right. Like, you know, and, and affected to like high levels of high, highs, uh, you know, low lows. And when I think of, more personal development, whether again, it's fitness, whether it's whatever it is, it's really not letting that external impact your internal, right? Keeping yourself in control. So when you do step on the scale and doesn't say what you wanted it to see, that you don't fall off the rails emotionally and be so upset that you say, oh, screw it. I'm, I'm not going to try to work out anymore. So it's a very mm-hmm. interesting uh, area to kind of dive into because you start to try to high you know make those highs higher and those lows lower but at the same time in other areas of your life that may not be the best thing to do right we all know the like overly emotional person that it's like you probably don't want to be that in every aspect of your life
0: <laughs> yeah that's you're you're hitting the nail on the head as far as why tanya and i started this podcast it grew out of conversations that we were having after workshops um about you know particular roles that we've delved into that in some ways kind of took control of us. We felt like we were losing that control. Um, When you have to completely immerse yourself and believe what you are doing, that can be somewhat, like you said, dangerous. There's that mindset of allowing yourself to fully take on a character that is living those highs and living those lows, but then being able to step back into your own skin and find a homeostasis or at least some sort of level of... um, comfortable vibration for your energy and the the danger that you're talking about it's here's my question for you as far as what media exists today the kinds of television shows and films I don't think it's going to change as far as having dramatic scenes that's kind of what a lot of media calls for even advertising it's the highs and the lows nobody really wants to see the boring stuff in between What do you think that has, um, what kind of an impact do you think that's having on mental state on a large scale for the consumers?
2: Yeah, man, interesting question. Obviously, you know, not a psychologist, um, but I do think today's media, it's very interesting because of social and the exposure to things. And I've always said, like, I think it's, you know, it's incredible to think you can watch a show like Bones where you can watch a, you know, Mass murder corpse, but yet, like, we would never see a breast on TV. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, we can dissect, like, our human body has been absolutely just massacred, but like, yeah. we've, we've shaped it in the average human mind where, like, a breast is like this, whoa, you can't see that.
0: Yeah. and
2: So it it does have, I don't want to say control over us, but it, it definitely is influencing us as a culture. And uh, I do think for a uh, in some ways, it's unfortunate that there's a lot of, like, drama, trauma, which I do enjoy a lot of like, those telev- television shows. I just watched, you know, like, the show Sinner on Netflix, and I thought that was, like, really awesome. But the reality mm-hmm. of, I think, just constantly bombarding yourself with that type of stimulus is probably not the most productive thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just can't I, – I, I, there's no way it's not having an effect on you if you were to, like, put on a podcast that has, say, you know um, – crime like crime thrillers where they go through like the mass murder stuff and if you're just listen to that you know while you go to sleep like that's gonna have a huge impact on you versus if you're listening to a personal development tape while you sleep right that's built on positivity so i think you got to be strategic yeah. with it you know i i know myself well enough that hey maybe today i just need a good old adam sandler movie to make me feel good versus this, <laughs> you know gut-wrenching but amazingly acted performance where i'm left feeling sick to my stomach.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like he's going back to some of the old kind of content that he used to make. I think Adam Sandler went from, trying to go from that cute to capable when he started doing roles like for Spanglish, but it sounds like he's going back to his roots. So I think, I think we've got some laughable content that we can go to bed with again.
2: Yeah. I think it's just being like strategic with, uh, you know, like what you allow into your world and in and, and any um, facility whether it's like friendships but like for me again I like all of those gritty like you were saying hey Luke what, what would you like to play in the roles I have never gotten like I want to do something gritty and raw and like meet a bad guy and like that sounds cool and fun and action you get me thrown through a wall or something like I don't know like that sounds <laughs> that interests me but at the yeah, same yeah. time you know I'm going to be very protective of my personal energy and my my state of being and it's like if anybody were to ask me, you know, every once on Facebook, you'll see people post like, hey, I need a good movie. Like, what's a good recommendation? I can't tell you how many times I've recommended The Secret Life of Walter Mitty because it's just like <laughs> a feel-good, you know, expand your mind for your own possibilities. And it's like, you know, you want to shove all of those things into your world, I think, a lot, too, to be in those yeah. good states.
0: Is that your go-to film?
2: That yeah, uh, I, I would recommend to somebody. But,
0: yeah, I mean, have you guys seen it? I have not seen it. It's on a list. I have a very long list of things I need to catch up on.
2: (laughs) Again, is anyone going to say it's this, you know, masterpiece of a film? Probably not. Um, But as far as just, again, I, you know, as as a coach who, you know, I'm a fitness coach slash, like I tell people I feel like I'm a time life coach. It's a lot of personal development. It's like a lot of it is about managing energy and managing, you know, how we're showing up in a positive state, because if you're in a negative state, you're going to make choices. Um, but so like, to me, that's a great film that I watched that I'm just uplifted and thinking like, Oh man, we can do more. There's more to life. And it's like, yeah, I want to like pound those types of messaging into my subconscious mind. So I am showing up, you know, energetic, yeah. feeling good so I can get shit done and, 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 you know, live my productive life.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you do have a productive life. You do a lot. Um, the podcast, how, how often do you put out episodes?
2: I've just shifted to once a week and this is part of my problem is doing too many different things. Um so I was <laughs> doing twice a week, I'm down to once a week. Um but again, uh yeah, I, I I'm interested in lots of things, which is good and bad. Um whereas yeah, the podcast right now, once a week, but I got some cool guests and it's you know, high performing athletes and um you know, I've had actually one gal who's an actress on who's also a world champion triathlete and Uh, just get into the brains of of high performers and successful people and entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun getting to talk to people.
0: Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Tanya and I, I mean, we, we do roughly one a month and when we started our podcast, we said, okay, this is something that we're always only going to do for passion. We don't, we never want to feel like it is something that has turned into work the moment that it is not enjoyable for us. We won't do it. It's always going to be organic and we started getting a lot of attention right away, and we got awards, we were asked to be on panels, and people started reaching out to want to be on the show, and I I mean, I know I personally felt that little moment of panic of like, oh, we have to pick up the pace, we have to do more, and the moment that I thought we have to do things a certain way, we had a conversation, we kind of checked ourselves, or at least I know I checked myself, <laughs> and we... We reiterated that fact that it was meant to be something that, you know, if we're purporting that mental health side where you don't put that extra stress on yourself, we didn't want to do that for ourselves either. And we will continue to let this thing be what it's supposed to be. And it has allowed us to connect with people like you because we just kept saying yes to things like that. So it sounds like you have a similar mindset.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, it's bandwidth. I'd like to put out more, but it's just bandwidth.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing. We would always loved if we could split ourselves into 18 different people. I'm sure we would be doing 18 different careers at the same time. But you're doing the same thing now taking on this other world of the entertainment industry with podcasting and now with acting and you mentioned before we hopped onto the interview that you know you're not you're not moving to LA right now, but that LA is a place to be for those who want to really dig into a serious acting career. What is it that what is it that you have, I guess, at the top of your totem pole in San Diego that is holding you there? Is it the fitness industry?
2: Yeah, I would need to have my business basically capable of supporting two lives. One in one here and one in um LA, truthfully.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is that your plan? Do you want to have Yeah Yeah, that's the goal. So Huh. Yeah,
2: because, you know, as much as um, I've developed a passion for uh, film and the ch- really the challenge of it, truthfully, because, um, again, as we spoke earlier, you know, I haven't got to do much. And every time I do something, I think, wow, I sucked at this. I want to get better. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you're someone who is, you know, a 22-year-old, and like, man, this has been my absolute dream. It's like, God, get up to LA, live with eight people and just, you know, get to the grind and make it work where yeah. I am multi-passionate and I have a big desire to help people through my coaching space and, and need to have that. Um, you know, I, I would like that to continue to be there. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I have a fiance down here with, like, I'm not dragging her up to say, Hey, I'm going to go chase this, mm-hmm. chase this pipe dream. We're going to go live with eight you know, people in a two bedroom, uh, apartment and uh (laughs) make this happen So i have to do it strategic in the sense of i need to be able to support a life up there and a life here um but i do think it's a you know a good goal to say to be in la at some point because truthfully there's just so much more opportunity than in san diego there's obviously a lot more competition so it's also being um self-aware enough to say like hey i'm not ready yet i got to continue to to work the craft and get better and improve and go fail more and and you know get better and fail more and get better and and keep moving forward
0: yeah and starting with stand-up which i think is amazing i come from that world of improv comedy so being in the uh, on those live stage boards is such an incredible space have you done any stand-up yet no
2: and i'm sure it's going to be absolutely horrific and just the worst thing (laughs) in the world when you like say something and not a peep in the crowd laughs and this is something I would tell anybody. It's like, this is gross, right? Like go find something that's challenging, scary, and like, ugh, I don't want to do this and then go do it. And again, it can be like, I think that's such a powerful headspace to be in again, bringing it back to like the health and fitness. Like mm-hmm. if you take it on from that where you're just trying to improve and get better, it's like, man, it's so much easier to move forward. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, whether it's comedy, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, public speaking, you know, I don't mind doing, I like, I like doing that obviously in the health and fitness space. And just recently I hosted a, a, a film festival. It's like That's the first awesome. time I had to get up on stage in front of 500 people. And yeah, you know, like I, you know, sw- you know, I'm nervous as all hell backstage and then I just walk out as confident as I can and it went off without a hitch. And, oh, okay. uh, you know, but it's like, yeah, that was scary. I didn't want to do that. But if I get to do it again, I'm going to be 10 times more comfortable. And that to me is the whole point of all of this is just, this is going to be hard. This is going to suck. I better do it. And then next time it won't. And it just keeps getting better.
0: That's really cool. I love the fact that you, you say the mentality space that you want to live in is, you know, this is gross. Like that's what you follow. This is, this is a, a shitty feeling. So you just want to step into it and see how you can make it feel good. It's uh, it sounds but, like a dichotomy off the top, but it's great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it comes back to just like growth first, fixed mindset, and it's like, um, you know, if you have the belief that you can improve, and this is so important for people to hear. Like again, come in, you know, I'm gonna put my coaching hat on, but you know, if you don't think that you can improve and get better at something, like again, if you struggle with like your health and fitness, or, or myself with, you know, like oh, I'm not great at memorizing lines, and I keep reinforcing that, and I don't shift the the thinking, I don't shift the identity, but I don't have that foundational piece of believing that I can improve or believing that you can improve and become somebody who consistently exercises, who does shift their nutritional habits, you are screwed because why would you ever put effort in something that you don't think can get better? And so many people fail to like to realize that they're just stuck in that, like, yeah, this is what it is. And so they might even throw their hat in the ring and try like, oh yeah, you know, I did a 21 day, uh, 90x challenge, but I didn't stick with it. And it's like, well, no shit, because you didn't think you could actually improve and get better.
0: Hmm. Why would you? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have the right mindset. Now, all you need to do is either use the digital age that we have to build out yourself into LA or even just sending self tapes. So like, I don't know if geography is a thing that can hold us back anymore.
2: That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's absolutely more opportunity to do stuff remotely, which is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. No question about that. And obviously, like, you guys have a big industry up there. And in Georgia, there's, you know, know, big industries. It's a very interesting industry in the sense of, you know, if you say in any other field, if you really want to turn up the intensity of your career, you can do it. Now you can do it a little bit more in the, in that acting industry, because you can start to do as you were, we were talking before, you know, you just wrote, directed, acted in, produced, like you fully took it on and got something out to the world. There is more opportunity to do that, but it's a weird industry in that there is a lot of gatekeepers traditionally versus if, you know, say you're a real estate agent and you're like, I want to sell more houses. There's some things that you can tactically do to really turn that dial up where, you know, in the, I would say in traditional Hollywood, I think that's maybe a little less of a control that you have.
0: In weird. traditional Hollywood, yeah. But we also see a lot of traditional Hollywood crumbling right now. It's shifting so, in so many different ways, which is an exciting time yeah, to live.
2: Yeah, and it's opening up the times for someone like yourself who just, who just cranked out your own film. And boom, yeah. now here you go. You're filling that void. So yeah, there's a lot more. And, uh, and down here in San Diego, there's more, you know, really uh, there's some quality filmmakers that are doing some really great stuff. So um, it's cool to see even down here that's happening more.
0: That's amazing. Well, I mean, you already hosted a film festival. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Yeah,
2: that was, yeah, that was fun. It was uh, definitely a, again, you know, learning, learning, growing experience and uh, glad I had the opportunity to do it. And, You know, hopefully hopefully I'll get to do it again next year. It was fun. Met some some great people, obviously good networking. And uh, yeah.
0: Well, we can't wait to see more from you. We're going to have to keep our eye on your IMDB page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So for people who want to be able to find you, um, even those who are here in Toronto, I'm sure that there's some way that you, uh, they can find tips and tricks from you and the way that you live your healthy lifestyle. Where can they find you? Where can we plug you?
2: Sure. Um, and yeah, and actually all my coaching is done um, remotely at this point. So it's not really, Amazing. I mean, lo- location's not an issue. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to connect me, with me, the easiest thing to remember would be live great lifestyle. That is both the podcast, Instagram and Facebook, or you can connect with me at my website at Luke the com. That's D E P R O N. Um, but again, you know, live great lifestyle. That's kind of an easy one to remember.
0: Cool. Perfect. We're gonna include include that in the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to make sure we get out there for our listeners? Um,
2: yeah. The you know the only thing I'll wrap with and say this is there's there's one little balance. If you're someone who is maybe say struggling with a health and fitness goal, um, there's a balance that I find most people have mistaken. They've mistaken how much effort is required, meaning this idea that oh my gosh, I have to work out every single day and I got to eat only, you know, plain chicken and raw broccoli. Oh, and so they've overestimated what it actually takes and what's required. But yeah. then at the same time, they've drastically underestimated the massive impact it's going to have if they do um, kind of get into that lifestyle of, you know, a health and fitness practice. And you got to switch that. you got to realize, like, wow, I don't have to, you know, hey, you don't have to work out every single day and kill yourself in the gym. You can still have lots of great-tasting food. But on the flip side, the impact of doing it, of stepping in and taking control and taking true ownership of your your health and fitness is so much bigger than most people imagine. It's going to impact your relationships, your career, you know, how you show up for your kids. I mean, every facet of your life is impacted by your health and fitness. So flip that in your head and that will hopefully inspire some people into action. And then of course, um, you know, get some help and support along the way until you've really ingrained that into that new identity and and become that person who is somebody who's healthy and fit. So I'll, I'll I'll leave with that.
0: It's incredible advice. It does make me almost want to, you know, limit another half coffee a day out of my diet. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps, baby steps. (laughs)
1: Hey,
2: you know what? I think, let's start with just getting you a bed
0: <laughs> yeah oh right 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 see I keep forgetting about that it's the last thing on my mind because I'm just craving another coffee
2: <laughs> yeah yeah who needs a bed when you have coffee
0: <laughs> I think that's my slogan <laughs> <laughs> awesome well it's been so lovely chatting with you thank you so much Luke for taking the time to chat with us tonight
2: yeah I appreciate you guys having me on and best of luck with all the producing acting and writing and all the amazing things you guys do and of course with the uh with the podcast.
0: Thank you. And to you with yours. All right, appreciate it.
1: All right, and we are back in the studio. Um so we kind of were a little engrossed in everything that Luke was saying that we kind of forgot our one cool things. Only kind of only kinda.
0: Yeah. And by we, kinda,
1: we mean, like, we did. We did. I, I think you were maybe trying to catch some sleep or something.
0: I don't know what that... What? Is that why? Who? Hi. I'm here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, so, one cool thing. What's your one cool thing,
0: Kaylee? My one cool thing, um, I have to admit, it's like, it's like a partial ripoff of, again, script notes, one cool thing, um... It wasn't One of their One Cool Things, but it was mentioned during One of their One Cool Things. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, like the bricks that I am hoarding. And it is about clearing out your life. It's mm. the Swedish death cleaning. Swedish death cleaning? Sweet- <laughs> Swedish death cleaning. Please, Do you know what this is? Uh,
1: no, please explain.
0: So it's exactly what you think it is. Um, comes from... <laughs> Sweden, I guess this is what the Swedes do. Uh, death cleaning is essentially getting rid of things that you don't need. like basically preparing for death. Like if you don't fucking need it, if you're going to be dying soon and you feel bad that your family is going to now have to clean out your your whole home and deal with everything that you've accumulated in your life, get rid of it. Prepare yourself for death. Prepare yourself for your family to not have to deal with cleaning up after you, basically.
1: Swedish death cleaning. Yeah. Sounds morbid, but I like
0: it. Right? Like, take life to the extreme. (laughs) Even cleaning. (laughs) That's my one cool thing right now.
1: That's awesome. Well, my one cool thing is kind of close to death cool we are (laughs) guys this is a
0: super uplifting way to end the episode i'm so glad we're doing it
1: sleep is death you know my moroccan friends used to get mad at me when um i'd be like no i'm gonna stay home tonight i need to sleep and they would be like tanya you sleep when you're dead yeah i was like oh yeah no i'm still gonna stay home Anyway, so um, I've kind of been on this whole sleep train thing and trying to get my sleep better and on track. And um, me and my partner actually bought these rings called the Aura Ring. And so it tracks your sleep patterns, um, your heart rate variability, your resting heart rate, and all all these things that... Did you just burp? Was that no, you? that was like a gurgle of a, oh, I don't really know how to explain it because I'm still kind of learning about it, but it's really fucking cool. I thought the ring made you burp. No, the ring doesn't make me burp. But um, did you know that the average person spends more than 26 years of their life sleeping? Okay, what about me? You're probably at like two years of sleeping. Goals! But, you know, when when you get enough sleep, your, your, your weight is better, you stay healthier, you're performing better, you're more productive, and apparently you avoid hangry mistakes.
0: Ooh, yeah. I am always hungry, and that's always hangry. Cause I don't get enough sleep, and yeah. I know that's a sincere thing between sleep and diet, and how I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, because we want more fuel. Because our bodies are like, we need something. You're not, you're not giving us much, and my cells tell me that a lot.
1: Yeah, so. you should listen to your cells and sleep. I but yeah, so this aura ring kind of it studies your sleep patterns and everything, and it kind of prepares you for the next day. Like for instance. Um, yesterday, I slept phenomenally, probably because I lost my phone for 12 hours and didn't have it in my hand for I 12 hours. I thought you were dead. I sincerely, I'm yeah. like... I had, like, six messages from people being like, yo, are you alive? And I was like, no, I'm dead. No, I left my phone. But anyway, so it tells you your readiness score. So, like, today, my readiness score was 92%, which means, like, I should be more active and be able to do a lot more, and, like, my brain function is higher and faster. And, like, a few days ago where I had, like... Nay, let's just go with four hours of sleep, my readiness score was at, like, 60%. And it's crazy, though, because, like, ready today... Ready for life? For life. Like, wow. it's like, you are ready to conquer the day today. As in, like, three days ago, I was a fucking sloth. And it's just crazy how, like, this fucking ring can, like, predict what your day is gonna be like. Just
0: because of your biometrics.
1: Just because of your biometrics. It, like, counts your, um... Not that I really count calorie and taking all that stuff, but, like, it tells you how much you're walking. It tells you when you need to rest or, like, hey, reminder, you should go for a little walk. Get some exercise. It's pretty neat. So, that's the Aura Ring. O-U-R-A. And check it fucking
0: out. That is really cool. Yeah. Oh, I do good. remember my 0. .5. I think I told you before I had, like, a 5, oh, yeah. cool your, .5 cool thing that I couldn't remember.
1: Um cool thing?
0: It's... My way of predicting what my day is going to be like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) tell me more.
0: (laughs) You're going to laugh, but you're also going to really love it. It's an astrology podcast.
1: Oh, really?
0: (laughs) But it's specific to Leos only. Rude. I know. I don't
1: even think I have any Leo in my chart.
0: Ooh, I have some Taurus in my chart. You're Taurus. S- I'm heavy Taurus in my chart. You are like, a heavy, heavy Taurus. Heavy Taurus. Taurus. That Taurus is flowing heavy. It's fucking mad flow. I have some weird things in my chart. Um, For those who, who we just lost because they have no idea who, like, what we're talking about. what the, the fuck talking. is a chart? <laughs> um, I'm sure you've heard of zodiac signs, sun signs. There are also moon signs and your ascendant, descending, a whole bunch of other things. Um, talking about where the planets were situated in the sky when you were born. And that's basically what astrology is. This podcast is called Leo Today. Uh I have not looked into whether there is a Taurus today or, for that matter, any other. I will look that up and put that in the show notes if there is. If not, hail to all the Leos out there, my tribe. (laughs) We've got some sort of resource that nobody else does, at least for now. Roar. Yowls. So, I guess, here's to predictions. Death. Death is the only prediction. Death, you are my bitch lover! The only truth... Thanks for tuning in guys! Have a good one! Bye!
1: (laughs) If you like this podcast, you can support it by subscribing to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also
0: leave us a rating or review, which sincerely helps us and we absolutely love.
1: Come hang out with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and send us your questions, recommendations and cool things at we're totally not okay at gmail.com.
0: Thanks for listening to We're Totally Not Okay. But that's okay. <laughs>